Welcome everyone to the Elevating Your Potential podcast, when we're in like middle school and high school student athletes about the realities of college sports. I'm excited about this guest. Um, this quote might date me a little bit, but if you've ever heard your favorite artist, favorite artist, well, you'll understand what I mean by this person is my mentor's mentor. Um, I'm excited because you're going to talk to us a little bit about character, what that looks like as a student athlete, um, and what it means to be a person of faith, and what this this Christian um, noise, or what what it means to be a Christian, what that actually means tangibly for student athletes. Um, so we have Mr. Chauncey Franks on with us today. Um, Mr. Franks, how you doing today? Man, doing well. Excited to be with you guys on this cold, cold, cold Thursday morning, man. So excited to be here. It is cold. What's the temperature up there in uh, Fort Worth? Bro, I don't even know. I think it's around in low 30s. Uh, I know I was kind of just like, man, getting kids, schools, counseling and all that kind of good stuff. And so, man, I haven't even stepped outside to just see what even actually feel like. I, I've been trying to them on their Zoom calls and, you know, trying to make sure that they're executing what they need to execute for the day. Exactly, exactly. So we, we definitely appreciate you taking some time out to talk to uh, to talk to me and our student athletes. Um, so just to, just to give the audience a little bit um, of more detail about yourself, can you explain kind of what you're doing and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man. So uh, Chance Springs, uh, man, I'm a Texas boy. Grew up a uh, little small town uh, right outside of Austin, Texas, uh, Lockhart, Texas, uh, where I claim the fame is uh, with the barbecue capital of Texas. And I left there uh, with the college and played football at Midwestern State University up in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, from there, with the graduate school there, uh, GA coach there, uh, really, you know, saw the influence and impact that a coach can have on a kid's life, but really felt like God was calling me to ministry. And so, trans, you know, got out of coaching, but got more so into spiritual and life coaching. So I joined up with Fellowship Christian Athletes. Uh, so over in the Dallas area, spent five years at your alumni, uh, SMU, uh, Southern Methodist University, had a great time there, uh, still a lot of great relationships from that time period, uh, had opportunity come come available that I can go over to TCU and oversee the FCA ministry there and serve as a chaplain for the, uh, the football team and baseball team and, and work alongside pretty much all of, of the uh, male and female uh, uh, teams there at TCU. So I've been at TCU for uh, over the last 11 years and just kind of simply summing it up, man, my role is to, uh, to build faith, character, uh, and leadership uh, in the hearts of our coaches and athletes at TCU. Mm -hmm. And, and um, we're not going to hold it against you that you left um, the best school at the DFW went to the <laughs> to went to another school. We're not gonna hold that against you uh, uh, right now. That's awesome, though. No, <laughs> number love for SMU, uh, man. Just even just seeing SMU growth because when I was there, I uh, mean, we were on the struggle bus, and mm -hmm. uh, and so man, just to to see what Coach uh, Coach Dykes and uh, his staff has done the last couple of years, and man, it's just gonna make that uh, that that iron skillet. Um, rivalry uh, just even more sure. uh, greater each year so man we, we'll look forward to uh redeeming and getting that that uh skill <laughs> in uh 21. yes hopefully we keep it a little bit y'all had it there for a little bit hopefully we keep it a couple years um and so you're a character coach at um, TCU as well um so what is your mission really um in that role man my mission is to do life uh man we're all on a journey you know, I mean, we're all trying to figure things out. And, and our, our goal and my goal is, is to coach the heart uh, of the young adult. Uh, I think, you know, as athletes, you know, we're constantly working on our externals, our speed, our strengths, all those type of abilities. But oftentimes, man, we neglect that who we are internally. And what we have to understand in that in life is that, man, at some point in time, your physicalness is going to reach a peak. But your character, your integrity, who you are as an individual, that is a continuous process 
uh, till you take the, your last breath. And oftentimes, the decisions that we make from internal reflects the ex external and oftentimes can either prevail our life or, man, it can decline our life. And so, man, really just trying to come alongside to help student athletes to develop not only their athletic ability, but even more so their inner ability, who they are, who's God creating, that they can operate in the best version of themselves. Wow. Wow. Um, so you work with student athletes on campus. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see, because a lot of times, um, maybe student athletes might not be as open to learning about the character development side. Um, maybe when they're freshmen or sophomores, uh, yeah. they have other things going on. There's just a lot of um, external pressures that they have. Yeah. Um, what ha- how do you reach that student to get them to come to a meeting or a program that you all have? Man, it's just intentionality. I mean, I, I think oftentimes when, you know, as a freshman athlete, you go to college, you know, nine out of 10 times, you were the big fish uh, at your particular high school. And now all of a sudden you're around bigger fish. And so, man, you instantly kind of put up that guard as if you have it all together or you put up that guard of you really don't want to let nobody in mm-hmm. to really see the insecurities and fears and like the uncertainness of being a college student. So, man, number one, I think it's important to just be intentional, you know, really pursuing uh, the hearts of those individuals that, hey, man, my goal is to really help you be the best version of yourself. It's not to it's not to make you feel uncomfortable. It's not to expose you, but it's help you to open up and to see the environment and, it's, and to let them know, hey, it's, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be uncertain. It's okay to, to not have all the answers because, man, this is a new territory. You, you could be in a new city, uh, a totally new environment uh, that you're competing with individuals that could easily be three, four, five years older than you. Mm-hmm. And so, man, really just trying to be intentional in helping them because also, too, that's your, that freshman year is your start. And so, man, how you start a journey is critical. Just kind of like if you struggle with uh, flight anxiety, they say that, you know, how a plane takes off is normally how a person will, will respond once they get into cruising altitude. And so right. if it takes off well, then nine out of 10 is there on their journey to that destination. That person will be a whole lot more relaxed, confidence and all those things. But if it takes off rocky, man, that journey can be, very rocky for that individual. And so just really trying to help student athletes start off with. Wow, that's that's powerful. And so is it safe to say that you try to kind of be the pilot to get that off to a good start yep. um, in that journey? Man, being a pilot, being a guide, uh, just helping them to let them know, hey man, I'm not here to have anything to do with your plan time. I don't have, I don't, I don't, that has nothing to do with what I do, but man, I'm here to to love on you, to encourage you, to put you, uh, to challenge you, to help you to see a very holistic approach of this opportunity uh, that you have. And those opportunities uh, are here today and going tomorrow. And so it, I think it's just helping student athletes build consistency. You know, be, before you can accomplish anything great, it is, it is just day to day being consistent in what, what, you, what your assignment is falling in love with the process. I think oftentimes we we focus so much on the results, the end product, but what we don't really focus on is how do I get to that desired end product? And so just helping them to see that, hey man, this is a journey, little consistent steps daily along with the process will three to four years help you to get the results you want. Man, if that's graduation, man, if that is, you know, your career, you know, preparation for your career, you know, if you have the ability to potentially make the NFL, all these things or whatever your particular sports, pro sports, whatever it may be, all those things are consistent little steps day in and day out 
focusing on the process that helps you get to desired outcome. Yeah, that's that's great. I love it. Um, how many sports do you impact or service um, in your role at TCU? So I work alongside several others. I work alongside uh, uh, another gentleman. I work alongside two other uh, female character coaches at TCU. And so our goal is, I think there's around 22 sports there. Our goal is really try to touch every last one of those sports. And, and that can be spiritual development, character development, uh, leadership development. It just kind of looks different for each team. And so we just really look for avenues to be present in that environment, to be a part of that culture uh, in order that we can look and see, hey, what is the best way that I can serve this team? And what topics do you usually go over? Let's just look at character and leadership development right now. What topics do you usually go over when you're talking to the student athletes? I mean, I think even just one right now, just big is just, man, being faithful in the little things, you know, being able to, to do the little things with greatness. You know, if that is just, man, consistently going to class, if that is, you know, showing up on time to your workouts, showing up on time uh, to, to, your, uh, to, your, to your class, you know, coming with a, a great attitude, coming with a, a victorious mindset, uh, coming, you know, the understanding the journey and understanding recognizing hard work. And so just really challenging student athletes, man, to, to fall in love with the process, to fall in love of being faithful with the little things. Because as you are faithful with the little things, you begin to daily build a brick by brick by brick by brick. And next thing you know, a you might have had a, 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 a uh, what do they call it, a blueprint. And then you begin to take that blueprint and begin to put into action because a blueprint without action is just a blueprint. It is just a, it is just a vision that someone had and put it on paper. But when you begin to bring in the other components of that blueprint, you know, breaking ground, you know, putting the foundation, begin to put up the, 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 uh, the, the, wood, whatever they call all that stuff. Then you begin to put the outer mortar, you put on the roof, and then you begin to decorate the, the, the inside. And all of a sudden, that blueprint becomes, you know, your home, your palace, your, your accomplishment. And so just really helping students, man, to really just fall in love with the little things, to fall in love with the process. Yeah, I love the fact that you're making it so tangible, because I think a lot of times when we hear about leadership and character development, we hear about like the three points, they say, hey, you should be a, B, or C, but they don't really break it down to a level of for student athletes to take it and use that in their life. Like yeah. being faithful of a little thing is just doing your assignment that you have in yeah. class that one day. Yep, that one that day. One day. One day. <laughs> and and I mean, it may just a habit. You know what I mean? It is creating habits. I mean, what, it, what the saying is that, man, you are the sums of, of your daily habit. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, as we notice in leadership, man, the hardest person to lead uh, is yourself, you know, hardest person, you know, when it's cold outside, man, it's hard to get out of bed. You know what I mean? I don't want to get out of bed. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's comfortable, but man, I need to get up, you know, trying to get up around, you know, five, five thirty, get my day going, have, have some time alone, you know, to myself, have some time alone for prayer and reflection, you know, before my family gets up. And so those daily disciplines begin to become a lifestyle and, right. and creating that lifestyle is, is critical because anyone who has been successful in anything it not because they showed up because they were consistent in the little things they fell in love with the process and the outcome they kept, they believed in their outcome and they ultimately achieved their outcome yeah for sure i love that so much um and so as you heard before our audience junior high high school student athletes um so let's go back to the freshman student athletes mm -hmm. what are some qualities that you used to, i'm sure you've seen thousands of athletes um over your career 
Mm-hmm. Um, what are some qualities that you've seen in freshmen um, that make them successful in that transition? Because I want our student athletes to see what they need to be focusing on and working on now to yeah. successfully make that transition um, to college, whether it be on in a sport or um, mm-hmm. in just a classroom and learning um, in that aspect. I, mean, I think there's a lot there, um, <clears throat> a lot I could speak on. I think one, I think is a big one. Um, you know, oftentimes for college students, college athletes, they have a dream to get to college. But one of the things that they, they have to do is sometimes I see what doesn't happen is to re-dream once they get there. It's almost kind of like they dream to get there, they work hard to get there, but then all of a sudden, once you're there, that's not the end goal. And so I think often where I see students who are not successful is that you have to put a period on that dream and now you have to redream of what you want to accomplish in the next you know, four, four to five years. And so students that I see that are successful, they redream about how they want the next three to four years to do. They take ownership of their academics. They take ownership of their particular sport. Uh, they take ownership of their, their character and the decisions that they're making. Uh, student athletes that I see that are successful, I um, mean, they focus on building healthy relationships. Uh, that is with, with their peers or, you know, healthy relationship with someone, you know, in a, in a, in a relationship type setting. Uh, I think those who, 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 who simulate well into the culture uh, to take advantage of, you know, their, you know, the study halls, the, the academic help, uh, the, the tutors, uh, those who are willing to say, hey, man, I need some help. Those who are willing to allow others to, to, to be their guide on this journey, those are the ones that I see that are successful. The ones that I don't see that are successful, I think where they allow pride, which oftentimes I think is, is, is uh, masked by really insecurities, mm-hmm. uh, that they lose their, their values, you know, how they were, you know, quote unquote raised, uh, that they get distracted by, you know, partying, um, substance, um, you know, pursuing unhealthy relationships, and then what happens is you spend more time doing that, and then you begin to spend more time having to repair the bad decisions that you made. And so, you know, oftentimes college students feel like, hey, man, I don't have time. Like, this is the most time you ever have in your life, most time to do a whole lot of things. And so, man, if you are is using your time wisely into investing each day into your future, those are the ones that, I, that I've seen really be successful in what they do. Oh, you said a lot. That was a lot of good stuff right there. Um, there's two things I wanted to hit on. The first one, you talked about pride and insecurities. Can you go into a little bit more detail about what those insecurities look like? Yeah. And I, and I think for a lot of all of us, and I think in, in the world of social media, you know, we are, it is, we've trained ourselves to put our best foot forward. You know, we are training ourselves to, to have an image uh, that we want everybody uh, to believe that we are. And oftentimes we may mask that with pride. And so when I think about guys who are prideful, uh, they don't want to communicate a lot. Uh, they don't want to, they don't want to have a, a lot of dialogue with you. Um, they don't want to be a part of a larger group, oftentimes maybe just kind of be isolated uh, and do their thing. Um, and so I think oftentimes behind that pride is really things that they're trying to cover up. I think it could be insecurity. Uh, I think it can be maybe lack of, of communication skills that, you know, you've had to just learn to one, maybe communicate to an adult, uh, maybe communicate in a setting where, where you may, you know, like you may not, you know, struggle to just put sentences together, you know, that is not uh, entangled with a bunch of slang or, or stuff like that or cuss words. 
Uh, I think it, it may be you're trying to hide maybe some substance um, that you may be experiencing. Mm -hmm. You may be trying to hide there's some character flaws that you know about yourself uh, that you may not really know how to deal with. Uh, and so, man, you know, so and then it may be just some, some hurt that maybe someone has called you. Maybe that was a some type of abuse that you might have been experiencing, maybe some some hurt that you might have had of a father uh, not being present in your life or a, a mother not being present in your life. And so, man, you carry that baggage. So we all all of us carry baggage. And, and when you when you get to college and for us who are working with young adults, you get the 18, 19 year baggage of what that student is carrying with them. Now, when we get them there, we have to help them unpack that baggage. And so for those, if you carry that baggage, man, don't be ashamed of that baggage. We all have baggage. We all are carrying baggage. But what we want to do is, is be able to help you unpack that baggage, that man, that, that that heavy suitcase, that heavy baggage doesn't weigh you down. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that as well. I um, mean, the second thing was, so this is, I haven't, really talk to a whole lot of people about this. You said to redream when you get to college. I think that's so important. So I'm actually working on uh, my second book for college student athletes. And it's crazy. The first chapter is called Live in Imagination, Not Memories. Wow. Because that 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 kind of uh, stuck with me my freshman year that mm -hmm. I was thinking about what I did when I was in Red Oakhorn High School. Yep. And I want to go back but really it's dreaming, like you said, about the future and yeah. about the impact that I want to make here and not yeah. the impact that I made back there. True. And so True. I really resonated with what, with what you said there. I love that so much. Um, and so let's kind of make a shift here. Mm -hmm. um, we connected the first time through FCA, mm -hmm. um, through uh, Coach Tommy Porter. You, I think, believe you came to speak at SMU was the first time and then during a lot, there were a lot of camps and stuff that we um, connected through. And so we kind of connected, we connected um, initially through our faith and being Christians. Yep. And so what does that mean to be a Christian? I think to me, what, what it means to be a Christian is that you have given your life uh, to follow Jesus Christ, that you have a, a personal uh, relationship to Christ. It is, it is, that you come to a place in your life where you believe the truth of the gospel. The simplicity of that is John 3, 16, that God shall love the world, that he gave his only begotten son for whosoever believes in him uh, should not perish, uh, but have eternal life. And, and I love the part that God did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so I think oftentimes we may, we have a, a negative damning viewpoint of God. You know, God offers all men uh, the, the, the opportunity to know him. And so faith is, is believing in the unseen and hoping for what we know uh, is assurance of what we believe is true. And so, man, I think it is a willingness of individual giving their life over uh, to Christ and walking in that fellowship of relationship with growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a great explanation. Um, so on a tangible side, like there might be some student athletes like, okay, I hear what you're saying. It sounds all fluffy and whatnot, but what, what tangible value does being a Christian actually do for um, a person and or student athlete? Man, I think a lot. I think number one, uh, big picture is that, man, I think a level of confidence, you know, I think sometimes that, you know, people will say, Hey, being a Christian is soft. Like, man, man, being a Christian is by no means soft. Because man, you are you are constantly dying 
to your natural desires in order to live a life that is, is righteous, that is ordered to live a life of high character, of high integrity, of, of pursuing purity, but also recognize that man, that, that you are flawed. And so you are reliant on God's spirit and you grow in that knowledge of who God is by reading his word, by spending time in prayer, and then also too, living in community with others and being part of a, a, a local church. And so, man, I think some of the attributes that I really help, that I've seen it help student athletes is I think one, it helps keep them grounded. Uh, mm -hmm. It helps give them a, a strong foundation, just like the scripture talks about uh, that when, when a storm came and there were two houses, one was built on sand and one was built on the rock. They both were built with the same material. They both experienced the same storm. But the difference was one had a foundation that was in truth and that truth is God. And the other things had a foundation built on um, things that are not eternal, that have no e eternal value. And so, I mean, I think I've seen student athletes who they remain strong in the storms of life, that they understand that God is ultimately in control of that storms and that God uses storms to grow us, to mature us, uh, to bring us to a place of focusing on him. Uh, I think it, it helps those develop good character uh, because, man, what they are pouring into themselves and what's coming out of them produces good character. I think it builds a level of empathy and compassion for others. Uh, that you're not trying to live a life that is about entitlement, but that man is kind of like, you know, we all know the argument of who's the greatest basketball player, LeBron mm -hmm. uh, or, or Jordan. And there's a scene uh, in, in the Bible where the disciples are arguing with, you know, having an argument amongst themselves and saying, okay, who is the greatest of them all? And Jesus basically saying, man, look, if you want to be the, if you want to be great, be last. And what he was saying was that, man, if you want to be someone that is great, give up your life for others. And so we'll look at someone like Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, individuals who gave their life up. And because they gave their life up for others, uh, man, they're still recognized uh, today. And so, man, I think basically what Jesus said, hey, man, if you want to be great, put on your apron uh, and go serve serve your teammates. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, I love it. I love it. It's, we're still talking about practical things here, which is what I love. Um, but the Bible has so many practical steps um, like God is amazing, but he still ministers to our heart on a way that we understand. So I love the way that you broke that down for sure. Um, what are some hesitations that you see from student athletes who don't really want to make that step um, in faith uh, to completely have that um, faith in Christ? I think just maybe a misconception of, of what it means to be a follower of Christ. You know, I, I think in our society, uh, especially in our American culture, uh, I think there's a lot of things, especially in these last couple of years, politics, I think the, the race issue, I think can put a, a bad taste in our, in our mouths. And I think we've done things in the name of God that are truly not representation of God. Mm -hmm. And so, man, I, I think just the, the not knowing of, man, probably maybe it could be like the witnesses of other Christians. Because when you, when you see things that are attractive, you want to be a part of that. And so, man, it could be a lack of Christians living in such a way that, man, that is producing good fruit. Because when you see that shining apple, you see that cut up watermelon that's just glistening red, you know, in, in the summertime, you want to taste that. You want to experience that. And I think sometimes, man, for believers, I almost would say we have to do a better job of bearing good fruit 
that the fruit that we're bearing is attractive to others. And so I, I think that's part, I think just the unknown, I just think maybe a, a bad taste, you could lost someone, and why would, if God was so good, why would he allow bad things to happen in my life? If God is so great, uh, why did this, you know, happen to, you know, a family member? And so we may have a misconception of God in that, man, God is good. And man, it definitely was tragic that you might've lost a loved one, but that tragedy does not, uh, is not, does not devalue the goodness in God's plan in those scenarios. And so I just think, man, I think that's a couple of uh, probably a hundred different reasons. And what I would say, you know, to a young adult is investigate, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask questions, you know, don't be afraid to, to learn about who God is, because man, what you will find out and what you will see is that man, that you have this heavenly father that has made all things, that everything was made by him and for him. I'll never probably never, never meet a president in my life. I may never even and see the inside of the White House. I may have possibly not. But at the end of the day, my heavenly father knows who I am and he gives me free access. I don't have to gain this access. There's nothing that I can do to make God love me more. And there's nothing I can do uh, to make God love me less. And so, man, for me, that comfort allows me to live a life in my good days and my bad days that my heavenly father is cheering for heaven. And he's at the, the finish line of my life and he's telling me, come on, come on. Come on. And so, man, I, I would just challenge student athletes, man, is to, to ask themselves, okay, man, there's more to life than this. Because if all life is about, is, is about is, you know, being a baby, being a teenager, going off to college, you know, getting a job, graduating, starting a family, get old and die, man, that's, that's not much there. Mm. So, man, I, I think God created us to be a, a living witness, a living testimony. And God created us to live in such a way that, as old folks say, this is just a dressing rehearsal. When we get to heaven, this is going to be the real thing. That that man, this is like pregame. This is not what God. Earth is not God's final destination. It is to be to have uh, to live in heaven and to live in eternity uh, with Him. And so, man, those I would just really ch challenge a student, man, to find a place to find someone that you know that's a follower of Christ. And man, and sit down and ask good questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't, don't be afraid to things that you may doubt, things that you may not understand. Don't be afraid, uh, man, because God is a big, vast God. And if I was to say, hey, man, I got my hands wrapped around God, I would be lying to you. But if I could have my mind wrapped around God, he wouldn't be God. He would just be another man. Mm. Ooh, amen. Amen. That's, oh, that's good. That's a sermon. That's definitely a sermon. So let's, I'm glad you actually went there. Um, let's turn to the other side. Let's turn to the student athletes who have made that commitment um, to Christ. And I know for me, at times, it was a little bit nerve wracking for me to take a step out and um, reach out to those student athletes who might be on the fence or my student athletes who might not um, be open mm -hmm. to um, receiving um, the word and the revelation that God gave me. Um, so what do you tell those student athletes um, who are Christians and how do they take that step forward um, in their witness? Man, I think that's where faith and reality could collide, could, could, uh, collide with each other. Because when, if, if faith has truly captured a heart and mind, that faith should continue to push out fear and doubt. 
we know as believers um, how this how the end of the book is going to end. We know how this how how it's going to close up. And so, if anything, that should give us a level of confidence and even probably a greater level of urgency to look at where God has placed us at as missional or missionaries or ambassadors for Christ, man, to share the good news of what Jesus has done in my life personally, but also to what he wants to do in their life. And so, man, I think having that victorious mindset that in Christ, that, that is, as you know, it says in Romans, it says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God to unsalvation uh, to all men. And so, man, they, the spiritual response or rejection has nothing to do with us. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God, but continue to live your life in such a way and share in such a way that, man, if they see no falsehood in the claims of what the Bible says and no falsehood in your own personal life. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, because you you uh, you sent me somewhere else when you said uh, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting God and how in the gospel that talks about that when you go um, and someone rejects you, just wipe, wipe off your feet. And move yeah. on to the next location. I heard a pastor say that that is so you don't take that that um, the regret that you don't take the disappointment with you to the next stop because mm -hmm. a lot of times we let that disappointment build up and it stops us. Um, we begin to doubt our own ability to yeah. witness when it shouldn't be on our own ability in the first place. So yeah, yeah what you're saying is good stuff. Um, you touched on this a little bit earlier. I just have a couple more questions for you. Um, you touched on this a little bit earlier when you talked about Christians being soft. So how can a Christian, how can someone be a Christian student athlete, but still have such a high level of competition and fierceness in their, um, in their sport? Mm -hmm. Because like football, for example, it's not like you're hitting someone every single play. Yeah. And so how do you balance, if it, if it, even if it is, if it is a balance at all, your Christian values with the com competition and being as fierce as possible in your sport? Well, I think a couple things. One, I mean, if you look at those cats in the Bibles, man, a lot of them cats were crazy. I mean, you look at, <laughs> I mean, you look at David, David was, you know, oftentimes he gets portrayed as a shepherd, but David was also too. I mean, he was a, a, a warrior, but not a warrior in the sense what individuals in that society would call him as a warrior, but because of who God was and who he viewed himself as in the eyes of God as a champion, um, when he faced Goliath, David didn't go in there with a, a, a fearful mentality. David's like, man, who, who is this uncircumcised man that is disrespecting the, li the, the living God? And what David says, hey, man, God has allowed me to be victorious against the lions and, and tigers and bears and everything else. Why wouldn't he allow me to be victorious uh, against Goliath? And so he went in there with a, a victorious mindset. So, man, he went in there, took that one stone, knocked him out. But not only did he knock that joke out, he cut his head off. And so, man, I mean, this, this joker, you're talking about finish. He finished him. And uh, so, man, I, I think ultimately the perception of kind of how the Christian faith can be played out, um, you know, meekness. Man, meekness is just is strength under control. Like, man, you can be loud, stand in the huddle, curse, act a darn fool, but that doesn't mean you strength. I've seen, I've been around many men who curse, act a fool, and internally, they're really afraid. And internally, uh, they're really insecure. But some of the strongest men that I've been around are men who have self-control, who, 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 who are control of their emotions 
that have, you know, that are, that are under the guidance of God's spirit, that man, that they are able to control their emotions and when to let their strength out and to, when to let their, their, keep their strength in. But as far as a student athlete, I think, man, is having that attitude of giving your all that understanding, man, that, that Jesus calls us, man, that whatever we do, you know, do it as you work it for the Lord and not for man. I think you're looking at, man, that, that coach Jesus, I think Jesus, man, would have been, if he hit the field, that man, he'll knock the snot out of you. And man, he would, he would, he would pick you up after the play, dust you off, go back to the huddle and come back again and give everything he has. And so, man, I think if we're looking at the model of Christ, that man, that he died a gruesome death for us, and that man, he gave his all, he gave up his heavenly kingdom, came a earthly vessel, died and rose that man that we may have life. And so man, Jesus didn't hold anything back. And so I think as an athlete, you got to have that same type of mind frame. Why hold anything back? I never, this day is a gift. Uh, this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And man, if we are giving our best to everything that opportunities that God has given us and having that type of victorious mindset, man, you cannot help but strive to be great in everything that you do. Yeah, I've never, I like the way you use Coach Jesus. I, I've never heard it. <laughs> Jesus put in that context before. So I love that um, analogy. I might take that one from you if you don't mind. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so my last question for you is um, something else that I've heard as well and can you have fun and be a Christian because it seems like on the outside if you don't understand like the full context and you're still learning that it seems like a bunch of rules that you can't do um, but not a lot of freedom of what you have access to which you talked about earlier so can you have fun and be a Christian and how how um, is that possible? Man, definitely. Um, number one, man, God doesn't take who you are. He doesn't change your personality when you give your life to him. Like if you, if you're funny and you're, if you're a person of humor, you're going to be funny and a person of humor as, as a Christian. If you have artistic ways about yourself, if you're a singer or dancer, man, God, he doesn't take those things away from you. But what he does is that, man, he desires for us to, to glorify him in those things. Uh, I do believe that sometimes, you know, you can feel as a young adult, the pressures, uh, you know, maybe that's the party scene, that can be the sex scene, that can be the, the drug scene. And oftentimes there can be earthly pleasures in it. There can be earthly pleasures in, you know, going to a party. There can be earthly pleasures in, you know, getting drunk. There can be earthly pleasures, you know, in having sex. But what oftentimes what we don't see is how those decisions can leave, leave wounds in our souls. Or we don't often see how they affect the, the, the outcome of, for those person. Because on my end, I see the outcome of how decisions uh, ultimately can derail or get an individual off track. The same thing like in my house, I have three kids that man, I love. Uh, man, my wife and I, uh, man, we, we love the mess out of them. We try to create an environment that, man, that we, we want them to enjoy life. We want them to be the best that they can be in everything they do. But just like anything, we also have rules in our homes to protect them, to keep them safe. Uh, that it doesn't, you know, if I let them stay up all night, what good does that do them the next morning uh, when they go to school? They have a time when they have to go to bed. Uh, if they're running around playing with knives and, you know, messing around cutting one of themselves, what, what they can be playing swords. But man, if they wasn't around stab one another, you know, what, what fun was that? Uh, and I think it's the same thing with God is that God gives us plenty of freedom. But as a heavenly father, that man that, hey, he wants you to have sex, but man, but he wants you to be able to have sex in the confinement of a marriage. 
that man that you're not that you don't give yourself to so many different people and then when you finally find somebody you 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 want to settle down with man you're bringing all this hurt baggage and pain to this current relationship man he wants you to he wants you to have fun but man but he doesn't want you to be pinned upon a substance to find joy uh, that man that man that the joy of the lord the joy of life should be your joy the joy of, of having healthy uh community and relationships with others uh, that you you know should be experiencing daily and not having to go to alcohol or not having to go to drugs uh, to feel like man that's where you find your joy right. and so man I think there is so much God gives us so much freedom I just think oftentimes we look at Christianity as a list of rules but I think that's because we don't know the playbook because when you know the playbook is the Bible you see that man this is a heavenly Father that man has laid some guidelines for your protection mentally physically and emotionally, because that's what a lovely, uh, a heaven, that's what a loving father does. That's what I do for my kids earthly. And that's what God do, does for us spiritually. Yeah. Oh, that, this is, this has been an amazing conversation. You've helped me. You've encouraged me. You've strengthened me. And I'm sure you, you'll do the same for the student athletes listening. Um, I want to give you an opportunity. If you had any other words of wisdom or advice for our student athletes um, before we sign off here, um, you have the floor to do that now. Hey man, life life is short. Uh, man, this 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 ball game goes fast. Uh, man, I can remember being in high school, graduating from Lockhart, Texas. Man, I had about a five six inch uh, hot top fade. Um, I, <laughs> I can't even halfway grow hair no more. But man, but life goes fast, as what it says in the Bible that uh, that uh, that you hear today and gone tomorrow. Uh, man, make the most out of life. Don't get caught up in the things of this world. But man, but as the Bible says, don't be transformed by the things of this world, but be don't be conformed by the thing, conformed by the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so the renewing of your mind is come to a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, growing in the knowledge of him uh, and grow. Man, God has placed you here. He has a purpose for you, regardless of what you may be sitting in right now. Uh, the dream that God has for you is bigger than what the dream he has that you may have for yourself. And so, man, tap into that dream. Take time to invest in yourself. Take time to realize who are you? What are the gifts and talents? Uh, what are your, the gifts and talents he's given you beyond your particular sport? Your, your sport is your physical talents. But what are other internal things? Singing, dancing, artists, engineers, doctors, potential lawyers, teachers, educators. Man, God wants to use you. And so, man, don't get, don't fall in so in love with trying to pursue things in this world, but man, really fall in love with what, figuring out what God wants to do in your life, because there's only one of you and he's created you in such a way and he loves you and you're unique in such a way that he wants to use your life uh, to transform this world. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Franks, uh, that's true. That is truth right there. So Mr. Franks, we thank you so much for taking time out to speak with us today. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day and everyone will see y'all next week. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir.